Morning. So good to see. Look, the sun has come out. I guess it's always like that in church, yeah? Fantastic. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, friends. Churchy friends. It feels like coming to see friends uh, th- th- this morning. I uh, appreciate some of you thinking, uh, who's this young man at the front? Um, just just be with me. Bear with me on that one. <laughs> um, so, uh, Corinne, why don't you just come as well? So, uh, we're from Kettering, as Andrew said. And we've had uh, several times of uh, coming along and blessing uh, you here in, in Chertsey. So uh, Andrew and and the church, you're part of the Catalyst Hub, part of New Frontiers, part of this apostolic family that is seeing churches planted across across the globe. And uh, part of that is that we love to work out of relationship and connection. And uh, so sometimes Andrew and I and the team, others of us, we've, we've met uh, some in Bedford or Milton Keynes where we gather as leaders. And uh, out of that, relationships developed. And we see that in the New Testament. It's not really about position or role. It's about relationship. And out of that, different gifts crisscross and flow. And so it's really great. I just received the welcome uh, from your team here and to come along and bless you. Uh, and when we want to bless you, uh, we lean into the prophetic. That's, our, uh, that's where we're hungry. And we've come before, I know, and, and stirred you in, in that. Uh, one evening, we, about a year ago, I think we preached on a Sunday uh, when you, when you're at the school. So we just want to see God what you want to do this morning, and uh, I I would want to honour your leaders for the fact that they have they um they 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 give an openness to the prophetic. Okay, so maybe you come on every week and think, what what does that mean? Actually, there's an openness to what God is doing and what God wants to do that I honour and and want to commend Andrew and and team. There's an openness to be flowing with how the Spirit leads. Because we could construct a service, we could construct a journey in God that is all sorted, and every now and then if we need him, please come. But otherwise we just keep going. Uh, But I I honour and recognise the fact as a church there's this prophetic foundation. Of, of listening to God and flowing. And so we want to step into that. So it may mean, if you're a visitor here or if you're a regular here, it may mean the, the usual excellent standard of the preaching and the exegetical unpacking. It's just not my gift. I had tried for a number of years. Although I lead the church and speak regularly, I just can't do a, like a, a, you know, unpacking the Greek and, uh, and, and all of that. I just, so um, come along other weeks. This church honors the word of God, the living word. And so, uh, but it might be, I, I suspect it'd be slightly different. And uh, you know, that's just like our caveats and get out clause. And <laughs> uh, partly because I, I, I want to say, okay, Jesus, what do you want to do? And so prophetic people like to lean into the moment. And uh, I like nothing more than to be right this moment thinking, okay, Jesus, what do you want to do? Because I'm not really sure what, I, <laughs> what, what, what do you want to do? So that's what we want to ask. And I'm so grateful I've got Corinne because she can, like, she's got some things already. She's been listening to God. Um, and so we'll run with that. So is that okay? So I'm sure we'll end up praying, we want to hear God. But Father, would you do whatever you want to do? Jesus, it's your church. Lord, we're your people, your sheep. But whether we're here, we're reaching for you, we're looking for you, we've found you. But would you come bring your freshness and your grace? Holy Spirit, thank you. You are the presence, the flavor, the grace, the person of God. Come among us, Holy Spirit. Why don't you welcome him, however it is that you do that.
And somehow we, 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 we open the doors. We sang already. We open ourselves and we welcome you. Lord, come. Come, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Father. So I'm going to ask Corinne to just come and share some of her story, how God has broken up some ground in her heart and, uh, and how it has led, led her, because I know the freedom that she has found, as she brings it, you will also find freedom. So at the end of what she said, uh, we, we will pray. Um, so you, are you okay with this so far? Super. So over to you, Mrs. 30 years next month. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> We're still talking. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll sit here so I can nod and like cheer you on. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> keep the time on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Um, God has done an awful lot in me in the last 16 months. I have been, so to speak, walking on water because I actually took the courage to step out of the boat when Jesus asked me to. Um, so I want to share a bit of, of how I came to now be stepping out on water and walking on water. Um, I think you probably agree that situations and circumstances do actually change, uh, do actually shape our lives as we grow up. Yeah. Well, there were a couple I would say as I was growing up, really big things that actually shaped me, um, <clears throat> and. One of those was that my mum um, suffered uh, lots of illness when I was uh, growing up. Um, she quite often was in hospital. We'd come home from school and they'd taken her in again without us knowing. Um, and as the eldest of four, nobody asked me to, but I took on the responsibility of mum. I felt that's what I should do. I needed to look after um, my younger si um, sisters as the eldest, but nobody ever asked me to do that. Um, my dad was working, um, providing for the family, so I took the responsibility of being the mum at home when, I was, uh, when we were at home from school. Um, but by doing that, built a great sense of independence within me. I looked in on myself to actually work things out. I can do this. It's me. I can build this around me. I built a boat, so to speak, of independence around myself. It was a one-man boat, mine, okay? And that's where I went. That's the strength, if whatever, was in the boat. How I built my boat was how good was I at looking after my family. And um, another thing that happened within that was um, I'm old enough to have taken O-levels. Um, and I remember the teacher saying to me, yeah, okay, Corinne, you know, you're not the brightest in the, in the pack, but there's no reason why you can't get a good string of O-levels. Great, I thought, okay. Well, that was okay until results day came. I remember um, it was the time, actually, the results came written on a postcard. They weren't even in envelopes. Um, so actually, the post lady knew what I'd done before I even knew what I'd done. Um, and I remember it coming through the letterbox, and I'd got up early. Um, and I remember picking, in trepidation, the envelope off, uh, the, not envelope, the postcard off the floor. To turn it over, I was utterly devastated, because from top to bottom, there were U's, which meant that basically it was unclassified, completely and utterly, from top to bottom. 
So I remember going around my... I just needed to hide at that moment in time. And my place for hiding then, I went again in on myself. I needed to deal with this. And I remember going around the back of the settee and sobbing my heart out. Because basically, I'd got nothing. I'd got no qualifications whatsoever. It transpired that they'd lost my papers completely, the whole lot. Um, but you had no... You, there was no comeback then. So... I had to take a whole year back in school. I had to take a year back in school while my friends moved on. And I had to take their, they snubbed me, to be perfectly honest. It was almost like, well, you're thick, Corinne. Yeah, we all knew you weren't, so whatever. So again, I drew in on myself, independence. I pulled in on who could I rely on? Well, I could only rely on me. I can't rely on any examiners because they lose papers. I can't rely on my friends because, well, they're not around me anymore. So I drew again in on myself. If you like, I strengthened the boat that was around myself. Um, but it's only since God has, begin, has worked in me that I've realized, if you like, come out of myself and thought, what did this look like to other people that I knew and I loved and I spent time with? So I'm just going to give you a few things of how it looked like in me that I now realize God has shown me this is what I looked like. And everything I say was unintentional. So when I explain this, I didn't know I was doing this and I didn't know I came across like this because all I thought, I've got to rely on me. So I was very strong and self-sufficient, completely. I mean, very much so. I held things really tightly together. Um, and actually, when I think about it, I only needed God when I couldn't handle it. If I can't handle it, or well, God, maybe I'll hand it over to you then, because, you know, you are the all-powerful ever, and I can't handle it, so actually I'll let you in on this one. So how then did it look like in others? How did I come across? I have to say, I was quite defensive now. I realise that, um, because... I built the boat for me, a one-man boat. It was my boat, and I came over quite defensive. I was actually slightly aloof as well. And when I actually say these things now, I've had to come to terms with thinking, well, sorry, Lord, that is actually how I did come across. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. But it's just as God's been working in me, he's shown me this is what I was like. So I was slightly aloof, quite defensive, and some people have actually said quite unapproachable because I could deal with everything myself. I didn't need other people. I was self-sufficient completely. So that's how I ticked along until September 2015. And then God stepped in. We were actually having a, a leaders day at our church and we were gathering our leaders together. And we had a lady called Angela Kem who came to spend some time with us. Now, if anybody has spent time with Angela, she is a very prophetic lady and she puts her finger well on the pulse very quickly. Um, and she wanted a volunteer. She wanted to do like a workshop with us of how do we listen to God for the people that we're praying for. And um, normally I wouldn't volunteer at all. I'd think, well, let's see what it's like first and then maybe I'll volunteer because I don't need anything I'm independent. I'm okay. I've got my boat around me. And um, 
immediately that she said I'd need a volunteer, I found my hand in the air and I thought, what am I doing? But anyway, that's just, it was God actually working in me already. So there goes my hand. So she steps, I step out in the front. She says, right, let's everybody get round. I'm going to pray with Corinne. Let's just see. And she stopped and she turned around and she went, Corinne, you have a spirit of independence. Whoa. That hit me right here. I'd never, nobody ever said that to me, and I'd never realized that is what I had. But the minute she said it, it hit here, and I thought, yeah, I actually have. So this was my my now chance and time to, were they actually going to step out of the boat and get rid of my spirit of independence? Or was I going to say, I'm okay, Lord, in my boat here. I feel safe. I feel secure. I've had years of feeling safe and secure in the boat that I have built. Or did he know a better way and I was going to step out of it onto the water? I had a choice at that time in front of everybody. I had a choice. And nobody would have said anything if I'd have said, I'm okay, I just want to hold on to it. Nobody would have felt any worse and I would not have come across whatever. But I thought, God, do I do business with you Or do I keep face with the leaders around me? And I thought, you know what? If you love me enough to actually pinpoint this right here and right now, there must be something you want to do in me to change me. So I made that decision to step out of the boat and get rid of my spirit of independence. And so basically, she said, Corinne, you're going to have to, to break this, you need to actually renounce it out loud. Again, that's another choice to make, to actually open your mouth in front of people who you trust and you know really well and actually break a spirit of independence. But I did it. And the minute I broke that spirit of independence with my own voice, God came up. Within me, he, there was a song of celebration, I think, really. A prophetic song came out of my mouth. I didn't know where it came from. And it just kept coming. And I just felt so empowered to bring that song. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. So I've been walking on water. Sometimes I've walked quite boldly on water. Because I've got, and there have been times just like Peter where I've stepped out and I've gone, Lord, are you there? Because I feel as if I'm sinking. But my life is so much better for having got rid of that spirit of independence. But I knew it had to be with actually verbalizing it and actually saying I'm breaking agreement with something that I had, if you like, had spoken over myself so many years ago. Should we do that? Do you want to do it now? Or uh, we would love to pray. And uh, so, if you know that there's a, an independence, independentness. Um, so I come from Essex originally. Um, if there's an independence in you, okay, it can be big, it can be small. So we're we're not judging each other um, in in any sense. But it's actually, yeah, uh, I recognise myself in what Corinne said, male or female. Uh, all sorts of reasons why we're like that. We'd just love you to stand. Um, 
okay, God, I want some freedom from this thing that keeps me a bit separate. Takes bravery. Jesus. 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 So one of the things that God showed Corian was so helpful uh, is that I would encourage you to ask, okay, Lord, what's some of the root of this? Mm. Okay, what's this shadow that brings it's the way I was brought up? Were the events that told me that I'm the one to trust, no one else? So what we want to do is just make some declarations. If you stood, uh, actually we could all make them because uh, it's even if you think, oh, there's no independence for me, it's good to just to, to, to clear it out anyway, just in case. But we've got some, a declaration to make. So, Corinne, you want to lead us? Yeah. We're going to break agreement. We're going to use our words, mm. okay? Basically, I just want people, because I know the freedom that it brings. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm encouraging you out of what it's brought in me. Um, we're actually going to say we're going to break agreement with independence and that you're going to choose to become interdependent on the Father. So um, we're going to break agreement with independence. We're going to say that. I'm going to break agreement with independence, and I'm going to choose to become interdependent on the Father. So if we just say together, yes, Lord. I break Break agreement agreement with with independence independence and choose to become interdependent on the Father. Hmm. Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you. The freedom that I have received from you, Lord, I thank you that because I've received that freedom, I know that I can encourage others to actually walk in that freedom for themselves. So, Father, I just ask now that those ones that have stood and those that may have not have stood yet, but know that that is part, that is them. Thank you, Lord, that when we break agreement with something, your Holy Spirit comes in and fills the space that has been, has been left by breaking agreement with something we've either spoken over ourselves or others have spoken over us. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yeah, amen. Lord, break, break out, Lord, in our hearts. Lord, thank you that you always lead us more fruitfulness. Father, you lead us in triumphal procession. Father, dropping our chains, shedding the junk. Lord, as we grow more and more like you, Lord, bring freedom, I pray. Lord, in our hearts. I want to pray, Lord, but anybody in leadership or aspiring leadership where independence is just a thread, Father, that you break it, Lord, you pull it out, Lord God, in order that leadership can grow, that teamness, oneness, partnership can grow. Father, we want to lay our lives down. God, amen. Thanks, Corinne. That's great. We will pray at, at the end uh, for some more. I just want to refer briefly, uh, it will be brief. What time do we finish, Andrew? 10 past or something. I'll go a little bit longer just to make it legal and uh, and look at, at what Jesus says. I want to talk about, Corinne's referred to it, this event where Jesus uh, meets the disciples. They're on the boat. Uh, they're on the boat. The storm is blowing. Uh, but Jesus isn't in the boat. He's on the water. And he comes to them. And uh, it's in Matthew 14 if you uh, look it up. But basically... The disciples are rowing. Jesus says, I'll see you the other side. He's been praying. It's stormy. He comes to them walking across the water. 
And I, in, in the story, I just want to ask you, what does success look like for Beacon Church? What does success look like? And we can use the, the story just very briefly that success, number one, does not mean plain sailing. I, I, mean, I, I live in this dream world that one, you know, ch- I lead a church that, that one day all it will be is just blessing after blessing, one thing for another. And, and, but that, that's not reality. Okay, if you are happily married, we've been 30 years, actually it's not just blessing, blessing, there's hardships, there's trials. Okay, but success does not mean an absence of those. Success means knowing Jesus in them. And so this story redefines, I think, we, we, we can have a, maybe a triumphalist approach that following Jesus uh, will mean that it will just be the sun will shine, the birds will sing. If you've followed him for any length of time, uh, it doesn't, because actually no, no, te- no students above their master. Okay, he suffered, and he says, look, you're going to have a hard time too, but take heart, because uh, I'll be with you. So success doesn't mean plain sailing. The water was breaking into their boat. and uh, uh, Also, success um, comes, though, in recognizing a God moment. And there was a moment where they called out in fear. They said, it's a ghost! And uh, fear is, a, is one of those crux moments, like a pivotal seesaw moment, where we, it can rise up or we can rise up. And uh, as I'm talking about the shape and the refit of the boat, we can have a fear attitude that says, stop, keep it all the same. Okay, we mustn't change. Teams must stay, place, everything must. Okay, so that's a fear response or a rising up saying, no. God, we trust you. Breakthrough. You are leading us through more breakthrough. Lead us. Um, so there's that, that crux moment. And uh, so I want to encourage you. If you know, okay, fear is there. The what ifs. Say, okay, God, I'll break agreement with that lie that makes the what if bigger than you. I realize I have many what ifs uh, in my life. And sometimes they get bigger than God. And if that's the case, something needs to change. So I say, God, I, I, I bring down that what if. You are bigger. And uh, I, I trust you. So there's that moment. There were 12 spies sent out in the Old Testament. Ten of them said, what if? The place we're going is beautiful, massive grapes. What a harvest. But those people there are giants. We're like grasshoppers in our eyes. They weren't told they were grasshoppers they saw themselves so there's that whole sense of the what ifs became bigger than who is two of the spies said god can do it so they they rose above their fear so success happens at a breakthrough moment so jesus is coming they realize it's not a ghost jesus is coming and he says it's i God, give us a revelation of you as, as it's I. But then there's a greater success. So Peter, bright spark that he is, says this crazy thing. Have you ever heard a fisherman say this? Okay, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. I think all the other disciples think, what, what, what has he just said? Maybe Peter's thinking, what have I just, me and my big mouth. I, and Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. For Peter, success isn't just knowing Jesus is near. For Peter, success is, I want to be with you. 
And there's moments in our lives where we can be safe on land and watch the boat of Jesus sail away, or we can be in the boat with Jesus. And uh, here's this moment. Okay, Peter can be, we're in the boat, it's a bit damp, but at least Jesus is here. Thank goodness for that. Or he calls us to this life of adventure. So success is not always staying in the boat. Okay, success is not always staying in the boat. So my challenge as a church, as individuals, are you staying in the boat? You think, well, Jesus is near. Or is Jesus calling you to a step of leadership? What That, that means making myself vulnerable. I'm not sure I could do this. I've chatted it through. I've prayed with the team. They're asking me, but I'm saying, well, maybe not now. I'm, I've got kids. So it's not the time of my life. Maybe Jesus is saying, get out the boat. Maybe there's a call changing something that you're doing, speaking up at work, representing Jesus, honoring somebody, speaking out for justice. You think, yeah, but that means getting out the boat. Maybe there's a friend somewhere down the road. Actually, they, they need, you know they're sick. You could get out the boat, bake a cake, go and pray for them. For, for Peter, success was getting out the boat. I wonder... What were the other disciples thinking? And Jesus says, come, doesn't he? Jesus says, come. Who do you think he was saying come to? Peter was the one that said, if it's you, tell me to come. Jesus says, come. Do you think it was only to Peter that could have come? Or were there a whole, could everyone have got out the boat? What do you think Jesus would say? James, I didn't mean you. Get back in. No. <laughs> John, no, 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 just sit there, read it, or whatever it was, okay? Do you think if they had, Jesus would have said, look, 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 look you know, don't take me literally. I think if when Jesus says come, if any of them had got out, not just Peter, there was an invitation for them all to walk. And so my sense for you as a church, maybe you have others think, great, God, call them. But what if God was calling you and you too could get out? What if it was your story too? What if success wasn't just, oh, thank goodness they've responded. <laughs> what if success was, hey, I found it too. And there's this, uh, we, we never know. But Peter was the one that did get out. But I wonder if when Jesus said come, anyone else that was hungry could have come too. That's why it's so great to have testimonies because what God, what you're doing there, I want that too. I want to urge you, I want to stir you as Beacon Church to lay hold, all of you, not just some keenies, but all of you, to take hold of what God is saying. It says the kingdom of heaven is advancing and forceful, forceful men and women lay hold of it. I want to stir, are, are, you, are you taking hold of what Jesus has for you? There was a moment, there was a crowd, people surrounded by Jesus. Uh, sorry, Jesus surrounded by people. And yet one woman said, I want to take hold of this cloak because if I can touch this cloak, I'm going to find something. Now lots of people were pushing around. She found something. And when Jesus said, who touched me? The disciples said, well, look, everyone is. It's like, just like, a, it's like a bundle in here. It's, it's, we're crowded. Don't be silly, Jesus. But there was something in that one lady. Will you be that one? Okay, God, I'm reaching for you. Or you thought, okay, well, Maybe others can. Success. Success is taking hold of Jesus, getting out the boat. And I want to invite you as a church, say, would you get out the boat too? Not just one or two, not just the leaders, the elders. Are, but God, I want to get out the boat too. 
Maybe God's put a calling you to, to step into a new venture, something artistic, something business. could be all sorts, uh, some travel, another nation. Maybe God's saying, step out of the boat. And then Peter did. He stepped out. He began to walk on the water. As far as I know, there's no other biblical account of anybody walking on water. You know, sometimes God calls us to do things that I think, I've, I don't know anyone that's done this. I can't even find it in the Bible. I know we're meant to test everything, but I think if Peter said, hey, let, let me just check, Jesus, you know, <laughs> where, where is it in the Old Testament? It's not in the Torah. I don't, I don't. Sometimes we cannot step out the boat because we like to erect the safety of tradition or the safety of, well, this feels like a bit new. I feel a bit vulnerable, so it can't be God. Friends, there's sometimes that Jesus does stuff in us that is like new. We always want to honour the word, totally. We, but we need to keep alive to the Spirit, and maybe Jesus will get you to do something. Well, that's not been done before. That's why he puts us in family and teams of leaders and elders around us. So it's not just a free-for-all. But actually, no, we waited. Hey, we think Jesus is in this. Yeah, why don't we go for it? So I want to encourage you. Just take a step, but know that sometimes it might be new. It may be this dream. You think, I, I don't know anyone that's, that's gone this way, but get out of the boat. You see, when you reach your end of your, the end of your days, when Peter reached the end of his, he could have had two stories. He could have had that one where they say, hey, do you remember when you said to Jesus and we was that storm? And Peter said, thank goodness I never got out that boat. I mean, what a great story. We'd all be remembering the time he didn't get out the boat. On the other hand, we have a story that we celebrate and you could have. Hey, do you remember when I got out that boat? Hey, do you remember when hey, we prayed for that, that builders? Hey, do you remember when I took that risk and I got out? Hey, what did God do? Gosh, it was like scary, but there's a moment where suddenly Peter had a story that stirs us. And others can feel, hey, if Peter could do that, hey, what, what, what a story we can have as a church of God breaking out. But it, the story is only as good as getting out the boat. <laughs> you know, faith only works when it's risk. You know, it only works. A parachute is only a parachute at the point of... Ah, I couldn't do that, but it's only a parachute when it's like, what is God asking us to jump out into, to know? So I took this decision, uh, I felt God calling us over last year to take a step out of taking one day from leadership, one day from paid employment, and saying, okay, God and, and the church with me in this, in the sense of how can we enable Adrian to travel a bit and connect some more, um, Okay, that's a big decision. Okay, God, I, I know you can provide, but but you step out and say, okay, God, will you provide? It's only like, oh, he does. <laughs> so January you go by and then into February you find, okay, God does provide. The trouble is the story only ha the story only works at the at the end as you look back. You know, when you're starting out, you think, I don't know if he will, but I think he will. And oh, he does. And then you think, oh, I always knew he would. <laughs> you know. Peter thinks, great, I always knew. But then he started to look at the waves 
I started to think, and I found several times I get out my spreadsheet and think, you know, what about the pounds? What about the how are we going to do, God? What about taxes? Are we going to have enough this month? Because uh, there's no safety net. There's no safety net for Peter. He looked at the waves, and he or he said he saw the wind. He sees the stuff around him. <gasps> What's going to happen, friends? There will be wind. There will be waves. There will be buffeting. But what we do at that moment is so crucial. Peter says, help! Says Jesus reached out. Isn't that amazing? The Son of God who put stars into space reached out. What it is to be rescued by Jesus. And if you're here this morning, you think, I'm a mess, I'm a success, but I need you, Jesus. Actually, he loves to reach out. Whatever your background, he reached hands out to this uh, to, to lepers, unclean. He reached hands out to tax collectors. He reached hands out to prostitutes. He reached hands out to people that you think, well, Jesus, you shouldn't. He loves to do that. But he also reaches hands out to sinking disciples. So maybe you'll hear this one. I'm sinking. I've trusted you, Lord. It's just gone pear-shaped. What, what's happened? Lord, help. Jesus reached out. He didn't say, Let, you know, let's have a discourse. He didn't say, I need to teach you some things. I'll need to unpack some Old Testament he says, come on. And maybe you're thinking Jesus is going to just give me a right lecture. Actually, Jesus says, come on, I'll help you. We need a saviour. That's why he came. So it's okay to have a saviour. It's okay to need saving. Not think, I need to get sorted, then saved. No, I need you to save me now, God, and then sort me. That's the way around it. That's why he came, to sort us. Okay? So don't believe the lie. That says, I must be sorted. If you're sinking, just call out. Okay? So I'd like to invite you, myself, to respond afresh again. Any call of faith. What is Jesus asking you to do? And what will you do about it? Okay? Are you safely tucked in the boat of independence? I'm keeping warm and dry in here. Jesus is saying, get out the boat. There may be a response of it. Pray with somebody. Open up this week. So actually, I'd like. Can I? Can we pray together about this journey I'm on that Corinne spoke about? Maybe it's a call of leadership. You think, okay, I, I need to work through this. This has become a bit stuck, but I need to open myself to other wise leaders and input. Maybe it's a, actually I've got back in the boat when I was reaching out. Maybe there's a finance issue. Actually, I want I, I want to have enough savings first. Whatever it is, let's can I ask us to stand.